Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends. So thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. Hey, this is Trip Lanier, host of The New Man. You're about to hear the audio taken from a video that I created, and it'll make a lot more sense if you can see the visuals that go along with what you're hearing. You can watch all of the videos by visiting thenewmanpodcast.com. Oh. Today, let's talk about this idea of having a big, magical purpose in life and why it's a recipe for bullshit. In case you don't know who I am, I'm Trip Lanier for over 12 years. I've spent thousands of hours coaching folks to get out of the rat race, become an authority in their field, and make a great living doing the work they were put on this earth to do. And for more than a decade, I've hosted the New Man Podcast, which has been downloaded millions of times, and you can find that on iTunes or Stitcher, whatever I'm about to say. If it works for you, keep it. If it doesn't, throw it out. I don't know how many times I've heard people say things like, I don't know my purpose in life. Without this specific path or vision, my life is meaningless. And on top of that, this big purpose has to bring in lots of money to fund the lifestyle that I want. Any of that sound familiar? Let's talk about how wacky this idea of the big life purpose thing is. In our mind, in our mind is this theory that we're, is, there's some glorious path we're supposed to be on where everything's just going to click for us. If we know our big life purpose, then we're going to want to jump out of bed every day to get to work. People are going to just kiss our ass left and right because we're doing so much amazing stuff. And then money's just going to come rolling in. And if we really nail it at the end of our life, they're going to erect a statue in our honor or at the very least name a bridge after us. What we subconsciously believe deep down is that this all-encompassing path is set it and forget it, meaning that once we find this magical life purpose, then we won't have to think about what we're doing or where we're headed ever again. We'll just do this thing and we'll always be happy. Boom, no uncertainty, hit autopilot, roll the credits, done. One of the reasons this belief is insane is because nothing in our lives is set it and forget it. And yet there are gobs of people out there walking around all pissy because they believe they're missing out on this whole big life magical purpose bonanza lottery thing. It's another form of the victim mindset. It's drama. It's this idea that our big life purpose is going to reveal itself and we're going to be saved 
from the challenges and the uncertainty of life. And if this amazing life purpose hasn't shown up to rescue us, we use it to blame away our life's challenges. This is total crap. So does that mean that we're screwed, that we're doomed to a life of meaningless drudgery and bullshit? I don't think so. Not by a long shot. I believe we just need to shift our focus away from this magical fairy tale vision to seeing ourselves as the creator of the experiences we ultimately want to have in, a, in this lifetime. That's complex. Let me explain. When I'm talking with a coaching client and he's doing his boo-hoo thing about not knowing his big life purpose, I like to ask him, how would you know that you were living your big magical life purpose? You see, he's been so focused on finding the thing. It's a profession. It's a vision. It's this big outcome thing, this story, that he's lost touch with what he's ultimately playing for, which is the experience this thing, this vision, this life purpose thing would provide. Because he's stuck trying to find the specific path or the vision, the profession he may pursue, it could be feeding the starving children on Mars or curing cancer and puppies, carrying on the legacy of Hugh Hefner. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, we just need to steer around that blockage and go right to the heart of what he's really playing for. And what he's playing for are the experiences he's imagining this path will allow him to feel. So I'm going to keep asking him, so what would being on that path actually feel like? In other words, even if you didn't know what this path was in life, let's imagine that you really nailed it. How do you imagine this work in this life would make you feel as a result? And after some back and forth, he'll say something like, well, I'd feel free. I wouldn't have to prove anything to anybody. I wouldn't be burdened by anyone or anything. Okay, great. I like that. What else? I would feel lit up and alive and passionate. I'd be fired up by the stuff I'm doing. I'd be anticipating the opportunities ahead. Fantastic. Awesome. What else? I'd feel a deep sense of peace. When my head hits the pillow at night, I would feel peaceful knowing I was living my life fully. Excellent. I like that too. Anything else? Well, of course, I would feel lots of love and connection. I would have great relationships with my friends and family. I would know that the people in my life really loved me for who I am instead of what I've done or how much money I have. And I'd know that they would still love me and accept me even if I wasn't so successful or special. So let's underline what we've got so far. Freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. After having hundreds of these conversations with people from all walks of life, I believe that when we boil down all of the magical paths and personal visions and life purposes out there, they're all pointing to the fact that what we're ultimately wanting is some combination of these basic experiences. You could call it joy, call it thriving, flourishing, fulfillment, whatever you like, the paths to get there are all different. But on an essential level, we're all hoping that living our purpose, doesn't matter the path or the vision, living that purpose means we're ultimately gonna be free, alive, peaceful, and loved. These experiences are at the summit of the mountain. The life purpose ideas are all just different paths, theories really, for ways to get to the same place, all different ways to get to the top of that mountain. In other words, these experiences are the end game, period. It's true for the monk who spends years in meditation, the scientist who works 16 hours a day to develop a life-saving formula, the woman who just wants to be a mom, the guy who wants to be a Hall of Fame athlete, no matter how spiritually enlightened 
or powerful or famous or rich or significant or special or safe or appreciated they may be, these life purpose ideas are all theories for ways to experience lasting freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. And where we can get off track is when we get fixated on the path, the vision, the theory, and then we lose track of the experiences. You see, these experiences are our inner guidance system. We can feel them right now in real time. And experiences like frustration, depression, and anxiety let us know if we're off track. We don't have to wait until we've reached the top of the mountain to experience what we want. There are opportunities all around us today that we can use to cultivate these experiences. And why is that important? Because most of us picked a path at some point in life, told ourselves that that's the thing we're, quote, supposed to do in order to feel fulfilled, and then we put our heads down. We bought a false hope that if we just follow this path, then the experiences we most want will be delivered once we've reached the summit, once we've crossed this magical finish line. And for many, too many, along the way, we realized this whole thing might be bullshit. We started to suspect that the path we chose wasn't actually helping us feel more free, alive, peaceful, or loving. And many of us said, oh, well, I can't make a change now. It's too damn risky. And then we grabbed a roll of duct tape out of the garage and we covered up the gauges on our dashboard. We covered up the gauges of our inner guidance system. We did this by numbing ourselves, by pouring ourselves another drink, losing weekends in front of the TV, logging into porn, arguing about politics with other idiots on Facebook, whatever. We found ways to numb ourselves. We found ways to numb ourselves to the information our body was giving us, the anxiety, the low energy, the frustration that just seemed to be a pain in the ass. But here's the thing. This information wasn't just a pain in the ass. It was our inner guidance system saying, sending us a message saying, hey man, this path is not creating more freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. Course correct, do something. Instead of doing something about the glaring check engine light though, showing up on our dashboard, we found a way to put duct tape over it. That's what can happen when we become fixated on the path or we become rigid about the vision instead of letting the experiences be our guide. And it doesn't matter how meaningful or impactful our work is. If we're out of alignment, then we're out of alignment. This is how guys go their entire lives, creating all kinds of wealth and fame and recognition and still feel empty inside. This is why they feel caged in, unable to say or do what they truly believe. This is why they feel weighed down by the burden of their creation, why they feel anxious, why they doubt that they're truly cared about by the people around them. They focused on the path instead of the experiences, hoping that the path would ultimately lead to those experiences. That was the theory. That was the idea. If I just make this big thing happen, then I'll be fine. All our troubles will be over, dude. But along the way, they lost touch with what it was all about. They picked a direction and they gave up their ability to steer. They played it safe instead of being bold. So if having some big vision or doing something meaningful or impactful or significant isn't the purpose in life, then what is? Let's look at the theories we create. What are they pointing to? I think it's pretty simple. It's to cultivate these experiences of freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. It's to experience deep joy, which is a lot easier said than done. After all, how many people do you know who are actually following their bliss, as Joseph Campbell would say? One reason this is so tough for folks to buy into is because 
Many of us fear that having joy become the purpose in our lives will mean that we're going to become hedonists, that we'll only do what has us feel good in the moment. But hedonism inherently means that we run away from life's challenges, and that robs us of the deep peace and the freedom that comes from addressing our challenges head on. Avoiding life's challenges breeds anxiety. It breeds powerlessness. That's not joy. Scratch that idea. Second, most of us have focused so much on this path to imaginary fulfillment that we've lost touch with how we would actually, with what actually makes us feel free, alive, peaceful, and loved. Like any skill, if we don't use it, we lose it. So we may look in the rearview mirror to try to find uh, joy in the things that we did as kids. We may go through the motions doing the activities that used to light us up, but they no longer deliver the desired experience. The game changes as we change. What fulfilled us as teens doesn't necessarily work in our 20s. What worked in our 20s doesn't work in the 30s, 30s to 40s. This was certainly true for me after I became a father. I was confused, like, God, how do I have fun? What do I do now? My life's completely different. And third, utilizing our inner guidance system means we're always course correcting and challenging our choices. Like, just like how we steer a, a car or we ride a bike, there's no, like, I just put it in place and I don't touch it anymore. We're always adjusting. We're always course correcting for greater freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. Life essentially becomes a giant experiment. And instead of eradicating uncertainty with this, uh, what am I going to say? And instead of eradicating uncertainty, this way of living challenges to invite more. This ain't going to fly with that part of us that wants to go on autopilot to set it and forget it. And fourth, our egos really need to feel important. When we simplify the purpose of our lives to experience joy, our eagers say, well, what about me? What happens to me while you're over there enjoying life? I need to be significant. I need problems to uh, validate my existence. I need to be special. I need to be adored. I need to be different. And this ego trip will seduce us and have us make our lives way more complex and dramatic than they need to be. And let's face it, if the folks who are really all that special, the rich, the famous, the powerful, if they were so much more joyful than the rest of us, then why are so many of them emotional shit shows? Money and fame and power are nice, but they're not the end game. They're not the recipe for lasting freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. Now, there's a lot more to this conversation, and we're just scratching the surface here. I'm going to be addressing this topic deeper in future videos. But then in the meantime, I want to leave you with a simple exercise so that you can test this idea out for yourself. Grab a piece of paper, uh, get a pen, and then draw a line down the middle of the page. On the left side, I, I hope you do this. I know you're sitting there watching this. You're like, I'm not going to fucking do this, but do it. On the left side, at the top, write measurable outcomes. And on the right side, write down experiences. Now, for any challenge or unmet desire that you may have, write down on the left side of the page the outcome you think you want to have happen. Make it measurable, like it could be to have your romantic partner stop doing the thing that bothers the hell out of you. It could be to land a dream job. It could be to win the lottery. It could be to have your business partner acknowledge all the sacrifices you've made. Whatever. Write them all down on that left side of the page. And then on the right side of the page, I want you to write down what experience or feeling you imagine that outcome is going to provide for you. So what's the product in terms of the experience or the feeling that, that these outcomes are going to provide? And this can be difficult to figure out on your own. It may take some time to, to peel off the layers. But regardless, keep digging and find the words that describe the feeling that best fits for you. For example, 
If my romantic partner changed, then I would feel free from worrying about us breaking up. If I landed my dream job, I would feel excited and passionate. If I won the lottery, I could stop worrying about money and feel peace. If, I, if my business partner took the time to appreciate my sacrifices, I would feel appreciated. This is how we start to hone our inner guidance system. We harness that part of us that says, I want this thing out here, this measurable thing, call it X, and then we tune into the experience we're imagining it's going to provide. It's in there. It's underneath that measurable outcome somewhere. And once we're aware of that experience, then we can look around and say, okay, this is telling me I want more freedom. Instead of needing my partner to change, what could I do to take responsibility and create this freedom for myself? This process helps us find direct ways to connect with the experience we, experiences we most want instead of playing the victim to the choices of others. This keeps us from playing the victim to some huge pie-in-the-sky theory that convinces us that something beyond our control is responsible for us having this ex these experiences. This requires us to take full responsibility for ourselves. It requires us to be bold, to have grit, to have discipline. It requires us to follow through. When we ask ourselves, what will empower me to experience greater freedom, aliveness, peace, or freedom today, we're challenging ourselves to step into an experiment. Instead of set it and forget it, we try things without always knowing the outcome. We rebuild the skill of creating fulfillment instead of waiting for it to be delivered. We go through the dip, we experience the suck of learning new things, we ask ourselves, what actually has me feel free, alive, peaceful, and loved? And we gather data along the way. We build on what works, we discard what does not. This is how we discover who we are. This is how we create alignment between our values and the world we live in. This means living a life of purpose becomes a moment-to-moment -moment practice as we get present to our choices. Is this relationship empowering me to experience greater joy? Is this job, is this profession, this location where I'm living, this way of eating, this way of dressing? If not, then what am I going to do about it? From this place, we're given all of our choices a unified purpose, a purpose that directly addresses the experience of life that we want most. We create and adjust this as we go. There's no more magical summit on the mountain. There's nothing to wait for. There's nothing coming to rescue us. If we're willing to be bold, then the experiences we most want in our lives are much closer than we imagine. Here's to you experiencing greater freedom, aliveness, peace, and love. And if you're still watching, God bless you. Thanks for watching. Take full advantage of all that the new man has to offer. Be sure to visit the newmanpodcast.com and grab the solutions I've created to help you play a bigger game, align your profession with what you truly care about, and keep your relationships out of the ditch. It's all available at the newmanpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.